This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows and subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. And please, if you have topics you'd like to hear about in the future, don't be afraid to submit those either. Now, while there's nothing wrong with dreaming big about your retirement, it's important to remember that how you think about retirement is likely to change along with your circumstances and preferences. However, no matter how your circumstances change, you're likely to have four unique stages of retirement. But before we peel back the onion a bit on those four <laughs> stages, let me introduce everyone's favorite onion, or at least the most multi-layered radio <laughs> co-host in the world, Tony Shore. Tony, how you doing? He's like an onion. He has layers. Um, yeah. <laughs> and an odd smell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's oh, I, I never bring a tear to your eye, do I? Um. Uh, but here's the Only deal. Out of joy. Here's the deal. You talked about how things change along the way, and you know whether we want them to or not. Reminded me, things do change, and you do. People say, "Oh, you don't change as you get older," and I'm like, "I beg to differ." I used to hate sauerkraut. Now I love it. So people, <laughs> people can change. They can. And it's such deep levels too. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's not something you kind of just flip a switch on and <laughs> goes unnoticed. Yeah, and then I like, uh, you know, well, I, I guess I don't need to go there, but it's it's like arguing theology. Um, uh, I was arguing with a Calvinist about predestination. They say, well, God never changes. God can't change his mind. And I'm like, I just immediately say, um, he sent Noah to Nineveh to tell them he was going to destroy them. And then uh, later said, I changed my mind. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, anyway, that was, and that discussion was over. So yeah. And that's history. Yeah. That's, that is it. well, yeah. Yeah. So I thought I'd work Noah in the ark into today's show. Why not? Um, that was a stretch. Uh, but yeah, this sounds like a good topic you've got for us today. Four stages. I've never heard it put that way. Uh, I've heard of the three stages of retirement. And I've heard of like the five keys, but four phases or stages of retirement. This is a new one. So what do you got for us? Well, number one, I like to keep you on your toes, Tony. I know you do. Um, and number two is Kiplinger, the you know publication. They're constantly God writing. Bless, God bless Kiplinger. They are constantly writing articles. They are. Right? And, and good uh, ones too. It's so many. And they, you know, you got to sell issues somehow. So you need to come up with new concepts. Yep. But the most important thing is this. 
is that however we explain this, and we've explained it six ways from Sunday, uh, as long as you find one of these and you find a way to start moving forward the right steps, yes, that's, that's the most the important key. thing. Right? That's so, the key. Uh, to me, there's no, there's no one right philosopher in the world. They all have some piece of the truth. And uh, this is just another piece of that, right? We're going to look at a slight, uh, just a different way to break down the philosophy of retirement. So today, this one, the four phases of retirement from this Kiplinger article. First, as you might have imagined, is the pre-retirement phase. Well, it's, you know, it kicks off roughly a decade before you punch the time clock for the final time, a little longer in most people's cases, but then, you know, the financial services professionals will generally urge you to begin saving for retirement as soon as you get your first paycheck or before, but that money will typically be set aside and left alone to hopefully grow. But once you roll into your fifties and your pre-retirement clock begins ticking, it's time to actively start mapping out your preferred retirement. Right. And you talked about, uh, philosophers. There's no one right philosophy reminds me of my favorite, uh, quote from a philosopher, Basho once wrote, a flute with no holes is not a flute. A donut with no hole is a Danish. <laughs> Had to work that into the show as I well. appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you. A little Caddyshack humor. Yes. Yes. Uh, I couldn't resist. You said philosopher and I just said, yep, we're going there. We're going there. I made that decision. So basically what you're talking about here is uh, after our 50th birthday, which has happened for me, it, it opens a door to that pre-retirement phase you're talking about. So what are some of the things that we should be doing in that for those of us or those listeners who are in that phase? Once you've turned 50, what do you have to do? Well, I think some of the best first steps you can take here. Define what your goals are and what you want your post-work lifestyle to be. Now, if you have a spouse or a partner, talk to them. You should have been doing this all along, but if you haven't, this is a really important time to start talking to your spouse partner. But uh, together, see where your goals line up, how you can compromise in some of the areas where your goals differ a little bit. Now, setting goals can sometimes seem a little simplistic or a little hokey for a lot of people, but it's the simplest thing that we overlook more often than not, and much to our potential detriment, I think. So, for example, if you live in the Midwest and one of your goals is to retire someplace warm, you can begin determining the steps needed to reach your goals many years ahead of time. And even the article highlights a recent survey that inc indicates one third of Americans say they have no idea how much money they need to sock away to give them the best possible shot at the preferred retirement. And like I've always said, listen, you get you can retire and stay retired the way you define it. Or you can be a victim to other circumstances. And the sooner you get to work on that, the more likely you are to be retired the way you define it, the way you can have the most dignity in that phase of your life. Yeah. And that's and that's important. But it's it's an alarming number of people uh who are out there who really don't know how much they need to save for retirement. Uh and getting ready for retirement without knowing that it seems like an impossible task to me. Well, it may not be impossible, but it's very highly improbable. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I can I can say that with the utmost confidence. It is highly improbable without those plans in place that you're going to have a retirement the way you define it. So, uh, and listen, we talked about savings. We touched on that. But savings alone, that's enough, not enough to graduate you from that pre-retirement phase. Your strategy should also include a way to create some income after you're retired. You're going to want to know you have some guaranteed stuff. You know, you're not going to be working. So 
the like the income's most likely to come from on investments, social security, uh, pensions, which are fewer and fewer between, uh, or things like 401ks, et cetera, and annuities, right? The importance of getting your financial strategy correct, especially as you nudge close to retirement, can be scary, right? So that that's why I'd strongly urge people, especially if you're listening right now, work with a financial pro if you aren't already. It never hurts to have a coach. Well, yeah, and that's where you come in. Uh, and I really appreciate your coaching us on the show, Matt. And you need a financial coach, a financial services professional who's looking out for your best interests. Uh, so that's phase one, uh, the pre-retirement, you know, starting about phase uh, or starting at about age 50. What's phase two? Well, phase two is the early years of your retirement. So for a lot of people, this tends to be the most expensive. Your health and energy are both likely to be good. Sure. You combine that with your general excitement at finally being retired. Well, that probably means a lot of travel, some other adventures, a bunch of purchases. But as we've noted over the years, a lot on this show, travel and adventure cost money. And if you aren't careful, that pot of saved money you worked so hard for can begin to dwindle faster than you anticipated. Again, why it's so important to have a solid financial plan in place that addresses your spending, that addresses your savings and addresses your overall budget. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And uh, you know, people can go overboard when they first hit retirement, right? I mean, let's buy that new RV. Let's drive across country. Let's fly around the world. So you do have to watch it. And I think before you do any of that, again, uh, you know, this seems like the punchline we keep going to, but you've got to run that by your financial planner, financial oh. advisor uh, to really go over those numbers and make sure that you're planning for that. And that's, yeah. that's true. There's a lot to be said there. Uh, let's unpack a little bit of that. One, if you retire just to not work, well, you're not having much of a retirement. No, that's You no might good. as well still have a job and a social life built around that, right? Yep. If all you're going to do is retire and go lock yourself in a room, unless that's your goal, and that's all you've ever wanted your whole life. Congratulations. But work with a pro. Help them figure out how to do some of that travel, how to do some of that uh, adventure. And maybe you'll get it all. Maybe you'll just get some, but you'll know you'll be able to afford it and still be eating when you're 85. That's the big difference. Now, a lot of people take real satisfaction in taking a job after they retire. I mean, to say just retire and walk away, but, you know, and. I know a lot of people also think, you know, working retirement isn't really retirement, but let's think about this for a second. You work for 40 years for 40 plus hours a week. That's a lot of time to fill. Yeah. Some people find that part of retirement jarring. We've done entire shows just on this one phase. We've done multiple shows on this one phase. So that's where a part-time job may come in handy. So first, the little extra money you bring in could help fund some of those adventures, but it's more than that. It's getting out of the house, engaging with the world, widening your social circle. Uh, remember, you don't have to just take any old job. You could work part time at a zoo or an arts organization. The, the possibilities are endless. If you want more ideas on that, look back in the library, go to the Spotify or uh, Apple and look at those shows that we talk about working in retirement. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, you've talked about this before on previous shows, working part time early in retirement can also help you with social security. I mean, if you can delay filing, you, that could mean a larger monthly check once you do file later down the line. It certainly can. Uh, and phase two is also a good time to really consider your current living arrangements. You know, 40% of retirees uh, move after they stop working. 
40%. That's a pretty decent wow. number. Yeah. Is it time for you to downsize? Do you have family you want to be closer to? Do you, you know, there's a good point to consider some of those questions. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, let's keep it rolling. It's been a great okay. show so far. And Thank you. yeah, during the first segment, you broke down the, those first two stages of retirement, which is pre-retirement. And then we've been talking about the early years. So what is phase three? Okay. So, uh, phase three is middle retirement. Ah, uh, it, is that like middle earth? I was middle just, just going to, you, you made fun of me for making a Stephen <laughs> King reference before the show. And then Lord you throw out Tolkien. Yeah. 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 Who's the bigger nerd? Um, oh, that's so, for sure me. I'm going <laughs> to, we can battle over that later. And yet I knew the reference as well and call it out. So I, I think it's a little club we belong to. <laughs> it is. Um, Phase three begins roughly 10 years into retirement. At that point, you're likely traveling less, spending more time around home. Now, don't get me wrong. I have clients in their well into their 80s who still, you know, travel around the world. Maybe not so much the last two years, but still there's a lot more trips they have planned. But there's a lot of people who they did their traveling in the first 10 years of retirement. And they saw the places they wanted to see um, and they don't really feel like flying like a hostage. So they're not traveling as much anymore. So, um one, you do need to be aware this phase also though, this 10 years into retirement, it's when healthcare expenses for a lot of people begin to tick up. Yeah. Uh, depending, depending on how you approach this, you I have people that are very close to me that are well into their eighties that don't have a pill box or take a single pill. Uh, and then I have people that have, you know, basically carry on luggage for the medical needs, right? So and it's everywhere in between. It's your personal health. It's your personal philosophy. And that's however you do that. That's fine. But there is often, at the very least, even for some of those people that don't do anything else, maybe it's just hearing aids. It's still medical expenses like equipment, right? Or medical uh, upgrades to their home. Maybe they feel fine, but just their knees aren't as strong as they used to be, or their back hurts a little bit more. So it's maybe a bar in the shower or some support here and there around the house. Those kind of things, those things start to add up in this, in this yeah. phase three. Yeah, the, it really can add up. And so, yeah, I think that uh, you have to be aware of healthcare expenses. We've talked about this on the show before. And, you know, I mean, medical services and equipment uh, can come with a sticker shock, I think, for people uh, once they get into retirement and start needing healthcare and things like that more. And a lot of this stuff falls outside the scope of Medicare and is not covered by Medicare, right? Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many people are so surprised when they find out everything Medicare doesn't cover. Uh, that said, you can still devise a retirement strategy that may help you manage some of the expenses that can emerge as you age, you know, long-term care insurance or equivalents, you know, products that have long-term care riders, et cetera, in them uh, may be a good option for some people when it comes to those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's true. And depending uh, on their situation. Right. Everybody, yeah. everybody's situation is different, obviously, but yeah, that's the thing people don't realize uh, that things like long-term care aren't covered. And uh, that's just crazy. So we're in phase three. We're in those middle retirement years. What else do we need to know about? Um, building a legacy, something you can leave behind for your loved ones. That's a significant part of phase three. You know, if you wrote a will when you and your kids were younger, the middle years of retirement, really good time to revisit it, make any necessary changes, 
uh, it's likely that, you know, births, deaths, marriages, and sadly sometimes, although I don't think any great marriage ever ends in a divorce, but divorce is another one um, that may have shifted both your priorities and the needs of your loved ones. So, you know, don't wait until your health declines before taking on something as important as your legacy plan. But if there have been, you know, especially divorces, I said sadly, but especially divorces, those can really change how your will works and where your money goes. So you want to make sure you revisit it if something like that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. And I know you have a, a lot of tools and things that you provide your clients and can uh, share with our listeners uh, to help them and make legacy planning a little easier, right? Yeah. Um, we do. Uh, first, uh, thanks for bringing that up. We have the generational vault. We've talked about this before. Ultra secure online safe deposit box. You can you can put your will, your health care directives, power of attorney, assurance documents, all those things, all your essential financial documents. You can have you can use it as a basically a money dashboard too. It's all in one location, and because it utilizes some of the most stringent security protocols available, you can rest easy knowing your information secure. You can also, I mean, heck, you can put family photos in there. I have clients who put recipes that they want to share with their kids in there or, and they don't want lost birth records, family trees. Uh, you can even video yourself reading your will and sharing remembrances with loved ones and friends you're leaving behind. And then you can put that recording right there in the generational vault. I still don't know how I feel about that personally, but I know some people like to do it. Well, I don't know how I feel about <laughs> seeing myself do that. Well, yeah, that's that's true. I, but that generational vault, I've used that, and uh, what a what a tool it is. I think it works very well. So, um, how can they get a hold of you to find out more about this stuff? Well, you give us a call eight hundred three three nine nine two five two, or visit us online at compass ltd dot com. All right. So, uh, moving on, what can you tell us about stage four? What do we need to know? Okay, this is your later years. And during this stage, it's very possible healthcare will be your most significant expense. Uh, there's a fidelity study. The average 65-year-old couple can anticipate spending in the bar, par, ballpark of $300,000. I said bark park like I was going with a dog. <laughs> ballpark. Uh, $300,000 on healthcare during the course of their retirement. And some, some of the studies, it's a little lower. Everybody's doing the study, but it's a lot of money. You can expect at least a quarter million, some some of them up to four hundred thousand um, dollars. Most cases, the bulk of these expenses will pop up in their later years. Yeah, that's true. And again, long term care. Wow, yikes! Uh, that's that is stage four is when that typically comes in. Although it could happen at any time. Uh, you're right. I see that happening with my parents, uh, with my grandparents. Saw it happen with them and my uh, my mother in law. So. Uh, it really is uh, something, and the cost is is overwhelming. So you really need to know what you're doing, and it's good to know there are some strategies and some uh, really some vehicles out there that can help you have the money or at least help with the long term care costs when you need it. And I know we've talked about that on the show before as well. Oh, listen, long term care. There's so many companies that don't even write the policies anymore. So oh, if you yeah. have it, yeah. uh, you know, there's something, even with current clients, we're constantly reviewing the long-term care policies. Right. So they have a policy and the costs keep going up. Even in a policy they've had for 15, 20 years, it sometimes gets to the point where they can't even afford to keep the policy the closer they get to needing it. Yeah. Right. Or it doesn't seem affordable. But if you do the analysis, you find out 
if you think you're going to need it, again, it's insurance. Insurance is really something you hope to never have to use. Yeah. The only insurance you'll, you kind of hope that you get to use is life insurance. Cause that's a big thing of money that goes to someone, but then you don't get to use it at all period. Right. So right. <laughs> it's just, yeah. that's the only one that doesn't go. Those are the kind of things that don't go away. Insurance is one of those things, but Long-term care, it, it can help you your money withstand that tidal wave that comes with things like nursing homes, assisted living, home health care services. Uh, Medicare doesn't cover really any of that. Uh, it might help modestly with some of those services, but in some cases, it won't help at all. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Now, it seems like we've covered the four phases, which is what you set out to do. Uh, you know, you broke down all four phases, pre-retirement, the early years, middle years, and the later years. And it's been a great show, a good discussion. But uh, what do you have? Is there something else you want to talk about? Well, let's touch back on what we talked about in the beginning real quick. Uh, we talked about working part-time. And I said, as I've said, we've done whole shows about this. I've been talking to some people getting close to retirement about this or people who retired 10 years ago, and then they come to a financial planner a few years later, right? Uh, today, there's a, a AARP article, Six Ways to Find Companies That Are Hiring Retirees, has some helpful info. I've been talking about this, especially through the pandemic. You've got a leg up. There's a whole bunch of people that are hiring and a whole bunch of people who want to change how they think work is supposed to be. You've got a leg up in those folks in this economy. So if you're pre-retire or retiree, there's probably a lot of work for you if you're looking for it. Uh, if you just want to work a couple of days doing something you enjoy, search out, uh, you know, seek a job at a job search or staffing firm, work with recruiters. Don't be shy about asking them how open the company is to working with a variety of age groups. The enthusiasm here and the response will tell you a lot. I, I was surprised we were just, we were just uh, hiring a position. I didn't get any applicants that were in the retiree age and oh, wow. I would be hot, super happy though. It filled up so quick with younger folks. So I, I was happy about that. But I, again, I'm looking for the same thing that work ethic I love out of that generation. So, oh, yeah. um, but you, you'll find out a lot about talking to them and there's a manpower group us. They're specifically targeting more mature workers to fill vital roles. You know, take your time, look around, don't feel obligated to take an offer unless you're sure it's a good fit for your retirement lifestyle. And I think that's a great place to start for this. Yeah. And I appreciate that when we talk about working a part-time job in retirement, that you always do emphasize that people should only take a job that they're going to enjoy, right? Well, yeah, listen, I, you're either going to work in retirement for one or two reasons. You want to, or you didn't plan right and you have to. Yeah. Now. Either way, there's probably enough out there that your options should suit you, right? So you probably, it's not like you need to earn $140,000 a year in retirement. If you did, then you did a really bad job planning and a couple other steps. Or, you know, there might be more debt or a ton of stuff. So you, you probably need to fill a gap. So you should do it with something that you really can enjoy. And one, that's going to allow you to be there longer, make you happier, more productive, and more valued to your employer. Uh, and I think you'll be rewarded for that. Next smart place, look for a part-time gig that may well be in your existing network, right? People in your network, they might be better positioned to give you solid leads. They know you'll like. 
particularly because they likely understand what you'd prefer in terms of workplace culture. You know, updating your LinkedIn profile may be one simple way to signal to your network that you're open to part-time work. Um, if you accidentally open up something about that, you'll also get tons of in inbox things in your in your LinkedIn profile. I made a mistake, clicked on a wrong thing in LinkedIn one time, and now I'm afraid to even open LinkedIn because I have 600 messages about people hiring. So look into your network. Um, look how just realize how important your network can be. There's a career strategist who noted half the hires she's seen recently have been through what she called first degree connections. Uh, I'm sorry, haven't been through what she called, I said have, haven't been through what she called first degree connections, but rather second and third degree connections. So your network can play an important role, but that's also why they used to say, I'm still a firm believer in networking the old fashioned way. Talk to people, talk to people. It's amazing how many people I know that have never applied for a single job because they talk to people. Yeah. They've been offered jobs because they talk to people. They've never had to apply. Well, yeah, and that's that's true. And, you know, I think that's important to understand. And I, I guess uh, the old saying, I, the more people you know, the more people you know. There is that. You know, I talk about <laughs> how much I like people to talk to people, and then I do like a podcast, right? Right. <laughs> so I, 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 if, if you don't know my utter disdain for social media and all things state-of-the-art and tech, um, I think th my biggest reason for that is I feel like it breaks down our connections to other people. Um, I, I enjoy having these same conversations I have here with as many people as I can in person. You know, I try and have these same discussions with folks that I meet that are, I'm, I'm introduced to. I, I do this so that people can hear it and hopefully find someone that they can work with. They like working with me. Great. Um, back to the job thing. Uh, if you identify a company established retraining programs geared toward workers who've taken their career breaks for whatever reason, look for that. Some of the, um, offer programs may already be signaling they're eager to work with non-traditional candidates. So the state of Utah, uh, as well as companies like you know, Oracle, Raytheon Technologies, General Motors, Johnson and Johnson, Merck, they have retraining programs. You can also check out iRelaunch dot com to view some opportunities there. I know that's just yet another website, but um, if you don't know anybody in your network in those companies, another good place to go, irelaunch.com. All right. Yeah, that's great. And it's encouraging to see more companies realizing that, you know, more mature workers may be a tremendous resource, as you mentioned. Uh, and it seems like it's a win-win scenario then. Yeah, I think you have to understand you may not be go if you worked somewhere for 30, you know, 20, 30 years, you're not going to go into a new job at your old rate with all the same benefits you had. That's probably not going to happen uh, if you've retired and you've been out of this for a little bit. Right. But you're going to you can go find a good job that makes good money. Um, and as long as you can stomach some of the uh, you know, different work attitudes and current environments, I think you're going to do just fine. And if nothing else, you might be a standout employee. I know, again, we have we have a worker over 80 in our office and they're a fantastic worker. So um, I, they and they don't want to. Uh, uh, when I asked, when, uh, what do you see retirement like for you? Uh, their their response was a casket. So they don't want to stop working. So my goal is to help them work as long as they can. I'm not trying to retire that person because there is a lot to be said about the dignity that comes from a good day's work. Um, 
if you find a company that you think uh, is, you'd be a good match for, I, again, do not hesitate to reach out to them, especially in the current work environment. There are so many people looking for workers. I don't think anyone of any age group should have an issue getting getting a job, especially somebody from a generation of just you know early retirement and phase two or three right now. They should have no problem finding work. What a wonderful work ethic that that generation has. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, they do. And it's, I think that's great. So, um, you know, uh, what about, um, checking out job ads? That's kind of old school, isn't it? Well, it can, but you know, there's some websites you can go through. I don't, you know, somebody says, somebody asked the, the other day, do you have any old newspapers? And I'm like, what papers? <laughs> but you know, I, I do read a lot of my news online, um, but I the the you know as far as like your traditional classified ads, I don't know any current employers who put out a print ad for job for jobs. Most of the people I know do use some of the online stuff. Uh, they, they're pretty easy to find. Again, you can be on LinkedIn. You can do stuff like Indeed, uh, and I know there's always new ones coming up. And I'm not trying to give a plug here. I don't make any money from this, but Indeed did a great job for me and my employees. Oh search. yeah, that's a Indeed's a, a great site. I have to say, uh, and um, I, my wife is a recruiter, in fact, and they they really rely on sites like Indeed. That's a good one. Um, yep. Well, you know what? I think this has been a great discussion, but we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add? Well, sometimes it just goes by so fast, Tony. And it does. I like to think that you're the biggest part of that. <laughs> you're the biggest part of me you know that if i can add anything it's what i said and hinted to it throughout the show get a plan together retirement should be the way you define it and if you have a plan put together for the right amount of time you shouldn't have a trouble achieving the goals you want that you set up during phase one that you start to unravel and enjoy in phase two and three and those longer term goals and making sure you have all the care you want and the comfort you want in phase four, all those should be attainable with a properly made plan. You might have to work it, you know, it, maybe it works for you. Other times it takes a little bit of work, a couple hard discussions between you and your advisor, but any advisor that's worth their weight in salt is going to have those hard discussions with you, help you get over those tough times, help you work through them and make those hard decisions with you in your best interest to help you achieve your goals. But it's really hard to do without a plan. So, you know, you get to choose. You want to uh, retire the way you want to and stay retired, or do you want to have the chance that you outlive your money? Uh, if you want to do it the first way, get a plan together. If you want somebody to talk to about that, you can give us a call. 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. Thank you so much. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered 
offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC, Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.